Hello, everyone, and welcome into Yelling from the Couch. This is the Week 10 NFL Pick'em. I'm Brent Humphreys, joined by my co-host, Gage Burdovich. Gage, how you doing? Doing good, doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, man. Uh, sitting here enjoying this Thursday night football game between the Panthers and the Bears. Hmm. Uh, right now, it's 10-3 to 3 in the second quarter with 2-10 to go. Panthers are on top. What a way to kick off the week, huh? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if the word enjoying is the uh, right word to use here, but when you watch this game, uh, it came down to special teams. You had Johnny Hacker, who feels like he's been in the league since the 80s, Mm -hmm. um, punting and pinning the Bears uh, within the one, and then the very next uh, punt from the Bears to the Panthers, taking it back to the house. The only touchdown of the game, I wouldn't be surprised if 10-3 is the final. Yeah, it's uh, setting football back several years between these two teams right here. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's Thursday night game, I guess. So, uh, you know, it is it is what it is, I guess. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> last week, week nine, we're here at week 10 now. It's uh, about middle way through the season, and last week, I went ten and three in my picks, and Gage, you went seven and six, bringing your total to seventy and fifty-seven, and mine seventy-seven and fifty. I mean, I'll take it. I thought I did worse, so that the uh, one o'clock games really, really hurt me in the pickums last week. Yeah, man, we was pretty much together on a lot of things, but uh, the ones that we went different uh i think i've got all of those right and i think you got all of them wrong so (laughs) it happens so uh this week we'll start off um this sunday the frankfurt games 9 30 in the morning live from frankfurt germany once again it's the main event of the germany games the indianapolis colts face the new england patriots Colts are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Gage, what do you think about this matchup? So, earlier in the week, um, a rumor came out uh, from the Patriots' side that Bill Belichick may end up getting fired before the end of the season, um, depending on how the next couple weeks goes. Maybe even after this week, if they end up losing to Indy. It's crazy to me to think that after a 20-year 20, 20 dynasty, basically, that Belichick gave them, that they would just be like, oh, wow, a season and a half that we're not winning? You're out of here. But he is getting older. He's, I think he's 71, so maybe it is time for him to go home, retire. Because um, the Patriots, they've just been bad this year. I don't know why. Besides for the fact that it's looking like Mac Jones is not a good quarterback at all. Um, and from the Colts side, they I think they're gonna put a put a clinic on the Patriots in all aspects of the game, passing, receiving, rushing, defense, special teams. I'm gonna take Indianapolis here, and I'm definitely gonna take the points. I think it may be a field goal, maybe a four point game. Patriots played a pretty close game last week against the Commanders. Uh, just falling in that one, I believe it's twenty to seventeen. Uh, the Colts, uh, they won their game last week, like you said. Like the rumor I was talking about last week, where Patriots could trade Belichick to the Commanders. You know, that's kind of 
far out there, but was it? I mean, you know, uh, I think that they're wanting to get rid of Belichick. It, things haven't really been the same since Brady left. But uh, give me the Colts in this one, and uh, I think that they'll cover the spread as well. Uh, it'll be the uh, Gardner Minshew show again this week for the Colts in Germany uh, as they get that as their main event. You know, the other one was just the the opening up opening ceremony, I guess, last week. You know, such a dud matchup between those two teams, whoever played over there last week. And uh, we'll get the main event here, the main course, the best of American football uh, with the Colts facing the Patriots. I can't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> it really feels like they should have switched these games and maybe saved, yeah. oh, I don't know, the Chiefs and the Dolphins for this week. Call me crazy, but, I mean, I, I don't see the Colts yeah. and Patriots being that good of a game. But I guess I could see the strategy. It's like, all right, we're going to give you our best first. That way you'll definitely come back next week because you're like, man, that was so good. This next one's going to be good too. Whereas if they would have flipped it and been like, oh, man, this is this is pretty crappy. Uh, we probably won't go next week if that's all they've got to show. <laughs> so, you know, you do it in the reverse order. I, I could see that. Yeah, I guess it does make sense from like a, a business standpoint. <laughs> all right, so we'll open up the – Next matchup, the 1 o'clock games. The Houston Texans travel to Cincinnati to face the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are a six-and-a-half-point favorite. C.J. Stroud coming off a record-setting performance. Gage, what do you think about this matchup? This one, I think, could be a very good game. Um, C.J. Stroud, like you just said, record-setting. Threw for 470 and five touchdowns last week. But when you think about it, when's the last time we saw a quarterback do numbers like that in back-to-back games? I can't think of one. Um, so I think that he might come back down to earth and play at a Houston Texan level. The Bengals have been pretty good offensively since Burrow has gotten healthy. He's thrown for almost 1,900 yards, 12 touchdowns to four picks. And I think he continues to add to that positive side of the numbers this week. Give me Cincinnati over Houston, but I'm not going to take the points. I actually like that pick. Uh, I, I think that the Bengals have getting, are on the right track again. Uh, Jamar Chase was limited in practice. Not sure if he's going to play. Uh, I think T. Higgins was the same. Uh, I feel a lot more comfortable both of those are playing. But uh, <laughs> it's the Texans still – they give up a lot of points. Like, they give up a lot last week to Tampa Bay. It took a great offensive performance by C.J. Stroud to come down and score at the end there. But the Buccaneers' defense isn't the Bengals' defense. The Bengals' defense is a step up for C.J. Stroud this week. I'm taking the Bengals in this one. But I don't think that they will cover either. I think C.J. Stroud will look pretty impressive, but not as impressive as last week. Like you said, when's the last time? A quarterback has put up numbers like that, especially a rookie. It just doesn't happen. So, uh, yeah, I'm taking the hometown Cincinnati Bengals there. The next matchup, the uh, New Orleans Saints travel to Minneapolis to face the Minnesota Vikings. New Orleans is a three-point favorite. Josh Dobbs is starting in this game for Minnesota. Gage, are you liking this one? Yeah, when you look at the game last week for Minnesota, you say to yourself, wow, Josh Dobbs had a great start. He wasn't the starter. Their rookie quarterback went out, I think it was uh, 
maybe the first drive for second drive. I forget exactly when, but he went mm-hmm. out with a concussion. Josh Dobbs came in, barely knew the playbook. The center didn't even know what his cadence was <laughs> and had one of the most impressive new team debuts in recent time. He had his first game winning drive of his career. Um, Maybe, maybe this kid is a baller and Pittsburgh, Cleveland and Arizona just didn't either a want to use him or b know how to use him. But this week he's facing a tougher defense in the Saints defense. They've only allowed 20 points or less in six games this season. Um, the Saints should be at full strength on both sides of the ball. I think Derek Carr is going to be slinging it all around. Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, Rashid Shahid, Alvin Kamara, all going ballistic on that Vikings defense, who they haven't been really the best this year. Um, they allowed 28 last week to the Falcons. Like, you're, eh, they're, They've had some ups and downs, definitely. I'm going to take New Orleans here, and I am going to take the points as well. Very impressive last week for Josh Dobbs to come out there and like didn't even know half of the players on the on his own team's name. Uh, didn't practice all week. Was taking snaps with the center on the sideline. It was an amazing story, but it's not going to be a repeat this week. I think the Saints are going to come out. And they're going to win. Uh, Saints offense is starting to get going a little bit. Uh, they did have, squeak out a win against the Bears last week, but. Uh, I think that they'll put it together again this week. Minnesota is just a team just kind of put together all at once right now. And uh, the Saints are a little bit better team than what the Falcons are. Uh, Arthur Smith for the Falcons, I don't know if he's that good of a head coach. <laughs> and, uh, you know, because he, he makes some questionable questionable decisions. Uh, that also, you know, <laughs> Josh Dobbs' first play was like a safety. And then he fumbled the next time. And he still overcome all that to to end up winning the game. But in this game, Saints are going to win it, and I think that they will uh, cover that spread. The next matchup, the Green Bay Packers travel to Pittsburgh to face the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Gage, what do you think about this one? I think this is the first time that the Steelers are actually a favorite in a match this year. Um. Man, uh, this was one of those ones that I'm like, I'm sticking with my superstition. Um, last week, though, the Steelers, they made their first change. Might not have been the outright firing of Matt Canada that everyone wanted, but moving him to coach on the sideline instead of in the booth, it looked like it actually helped, especially on the opening drive when they went down and scored a touchdown. Uh, something That's something that Steelers fans, we haven't seen in forever. It feels like maybe they had it last year, but it just feels like it's been like three years or something like that. Green Bay, though, they've had an okay run game, which is usually the Steelers' uh, kryptonite. Steelers today, they've had uh, Landon Roberts, middle linebacker. He was limited today. Or no, sorry, he did not practice today. He was limited yesterday. And then uh, on the defensive line, big old Cam Hayward uh, did not practice today as well. Don't know if those two are going to play. Then you look at the back, uh, safety end with Minka uh, did not practice today. So I think that uh, defense is going to be very depleted. Um, superstition has been working for me. So I'm going to take Green Bay. 
even though my heart is telling me to take Pittsburgh. Give me Green Bay. Uh, man, I am going to go with Pittsburgh in this one. I just think Green Bay's offense is just so boring. And I talk about it every week. Last week they beat the Rams. And, you know, if, if you were betting on the Rams last week and you saw that line, the Packers were five-and-a-half-point favorite, it's like, oh, well, the Rams are definitely covering that. I'm putting my money on the Rams. And then you look and you see that, oh, Matt Stafford's not playing. It's Brett Ripien or whatever. And it's like, oh, that's why they was favorite. Anyways, the Packers did not look very impressive in that game. But their defense is pretty stout, but Pittsburgh's defense is better and Pittsburgh's offense is overall better as well. Um, give me Pittsburgh in this one, and I think Pittsburgh covers. And maybe we throw to George Pickens a little bit in this game. I don't know. What do you think? Well, you think he's going to have more than his negative one receiving yards he had last game? Man, he's he's got to, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, I would hope so. If not, he might just say he wants freed everywhere on social media. <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah, you got to get you got to get Pickens involved, I believe. But it, whether you do or you don't, I think Pittsburgh still wins it. Mm-hmm. Next one o'clock matchup: the Tennessee Titans. Travel to Tampa Bay to face those Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa's a one-point favorite in this one. Gage, who you like in this matchup? The Titans are coming off a long week to prepare for this game, in which I think King Henry, Tajay Spears, I think they're going to try and have those two take over this game in the run game and in the receiving game. Look for Willis to get back on track, though, uh, compared to what he was in his first start and then had a down start against Pittsburgh. I think this game he throws for a touchdown or two, about 250 yards. And the Bucks, on the other hand, they've been an interesting team. Um, it seems like their whole team is never good at the same time. Either their offense is really good like it was last week, but their defense is awful, or it's the other way around. Their defense is great, but their offense is awful. Um, like I just said about their defense, they let C.J. Stroud go ballistic, like we just got done talking about scoring 39, but then their offense scored 37. So it's like, do these two know how to coincide with each other? It doesn't seem that way. And with that being said, I think Tennessee is going to try and control possession time, and that'll be the key to win in this game going to make you very happy with this pick and take Tennessee and take the points. We already know where I'm where I'm going with this one. <laughs> Tampa Bay did look very good last week on offense. At the same time Tampa Bay did very look very bad on defense. It's just normal for them. They just like you said they can't get it together at the same time. They either look good on one end and bad on the other or bad on one end good on the other. You just can't get it together. Titans like you said they're coming off of a long week. With uh, getting Will Levis ready to go, I think he'll be ready to go this week. Uh, Ryan Tannehill has been supportive. I guess this is the first time he's been healthy, and he's not been named a starter in like 11 years, but like two weeks, I think. So uh, he's Will Levis has been named the starter for the rest of the season as long as he's healthy. And I think that he'll continue his uh, trend of uh, the first week. I, you know, Pittsburgh's defense is a lot better than Tampa Bay's defense. So Levis is going to look a lot better this week. Give me the Titans, and of course they'll cover because they're the dogs. The next one o'clock matchup should be a good one. San Francisco 49ers travel to Jacksonville to face the Jacksonville Jaguars. San Francisco is a three-point favorite in this one. 
Gage, what do you think about this matchup? So to prepare for these pickums, I always like write up a little thing about each matchup and whatever, just to you know get my thoughts in order, who I think is going to win. I didn't write anything down for this game because I just want to see what comes off the top of the brain here. Because this seems like it's a very hard match to pick with the way that the 49ers have been playing pretty bad recently. Um, I believe they had a bye week last week, so try and uh, get back on the same page with each other. I believe Debo Samuel is going to come back, so that'll open up their playbook a lot more. The Jaguars side, I mean, you just don't know. Trevor Lawrence could either throw for no touchdowns and three picks, or he could throw for two touchdowns and 400 yards. Travis Etienne, same way. He could either run for 120 and two scores, or he could run for 17. You don't know how the team's going to do, which is why I'm going to take San Francisco. I'm going to take them. I'm going to take the points and just hope that with Debo coming back, it helps them out a lot. Yeah, I'm with you here. Both these teams are coming off of a bye from last week. Uh, San Francisco has lost three in a row. All those have been – pretty sure all those have been without Debo. I know Debo has been uh, has been gone for at least two of those losses. I think they'll get back on track this week, uh, get back to looking the way they did the first five games of the year. Like you said, it's hard to tell them what you get with Jacksonville. Uh, but uh, it's at home, but I don't think that matters. I think the Niners will win this one and get back in the win column there and back to getting closer to taking over the West because the West leaders last week, we'll get to it later, did not look very good last week. (laughs) (laughs) The next one o'clock matchup, me and you probably don't care either way who wins this game. We probably hope they both end in a tie. The Cleveland Browns head out to Baltimore to face the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are a a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Gage, who do you like in this matchup? So in the first uh, game between these two teams uh, this year, Baltimore won 28-3, but Lamar didn't really have insane numbers. He threw for less than 200 yards, and then I think he scored twice on the ground and in the air. Um, The Browns' defense, they've been pretty decent this uh, year, and I think they'll be able to make adjustments. It seems like the AFC North always splits their games for whatever reason. You will see what three and three for each team it always feels like that so with that being said cleveland making adjustments cleveland on offense being able to spread the ball out a bit more and get that running game going i think it's gonna happen give me the underdogs give me cleveland cleveland last week coming off of a a win against arizona and uh clayton cartoon uh and with deshaun watson coming back for cleveland they didn't really look the best on offense this week, they're going to face a different defense with the Ravens. Um, Geno Stone coming up with another interception of Geno Smith last week. And it seems like every game I watch, Geno Stone is, is making a pick. You know, I think he's got five or six on the season. Mm-hmm. I think the Ravens are too much for the Browns in this one. I think that the offense is just – they it's on fire right now for the for the Ravens. Give me the Ravens in this one. And I don't think that they're going to cover the spread. I think this is going to be a tight – AFC North matchup. Uh, like you said, they beat the Browns earlier in the year, 28-3 to in Cleveland, but this one's going to be a lot closer than that one was. But give me the Browns, not covering. Or no, give me the Ravens, not covering. Woo! <laughs> <Man>. uh, 
The next matchup, well, this one right here on paper looks like it's great after last week's games. The Atlanta Falcons travel to Phoenix to face the Arizona Cardinals. Atlanta's a two-point favorite in this one. Tickets are low as $17, though. Gage, what do you think? Might have to fly out to Phoenix to catch a game. Um, <laughs> this week, don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure Arizona gets back James Conner and Kyler Murray. And if so, that is going to be huge and help them out a ton. If Kyler comes back, though, the question is, how much will he be back on track? How much will he go back to what he was doing before he got hurt? Are they going to have him run as much? I doubt it, considering he's coming off a torn ACL, but they might. Um, James Conner, same way. Is he going to be on a snap count? Is he going to be at 100%? Those are all questions that we don't know, and we're just going to have to find out as the game goes on. Um, Heineke, going to be the starter again this week. Last week he didn't do bad, but he didn't do great either, and the loss to Minnesota. The Falcons, they should also get Drake London back. Um, hopefully they get the run game going with Bijan, but you never know with Atlanta. But just because it's Arizona, I'm going to go with the Falcons. Um, yeah, give me the Falcons. Give me the points. Falcons last week had every opportunity to put Minnesota down with Josh Dobbs and couldn't. And like I said, Josh Dobbs coming from Arizona, not knowing anybody on his own team and still beating Atlanta. Arizona looked horrible <laughs> against Cleveland. But, like you said, they did not have Kyle Murray, and they didn't have James Conner, who's expected back this week. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say that Arizona is going to pull off the upset at home. Kyler Murray and James Conner are going to lead them to a win over Atlanta, and Atlanta's downfall is just going to continue their downward spiral. Give me the Cardinals in this one on the upset at home in Kyler Murray's return. Wow, you're not right in the Heineke train this week. Nope, I'm not cracking one open this week. He, <laughs> he let me down last week. <laughs> Keeping the Heineke's in the fridge for another time. <laughs> the next 4 o'clock matchup, kind of an intriguing one here. The Detroit Lions head out west to face the L.A. Chargers. The Lions are a three-point favorite coming off of a bye week last week. Gage, it feels like the Chargers play a lot of primetime games. Not this week. They're a four o'clock game. Who do you like in this one? Detroit, they're expected to get David Montgomery back in the running back core. So it's going to be interesting to see how they use him and Gibbs. Um, has Gibbs earned the starting role over Montgomery? Because he had that 100-plus yard game. But then the next game, he didn't do so hot. So it's going to be interesting to see that. Or is Montgomery just going to be in for goal line situations? Um, the Chargers are coming off a win where they didn't look very intriguing at all. And they probably would have lost if they were playing a half-decent team. Herbert only threw for 136 yards. Didn't have any touchdowns, but no interceptions at the same time. Austin Eckler, they got him going a little bit. Scored twice on the ground. This should be an interesting game. Um, Chargers, just for whatever reason, don't seem to be able to get it going this year. So I'm going to go with Detroit on this one, and I'm going to go with the points. I'm going with you on this one too, man. I'm going with Detroit. I, mean, I think they're going to cover the spread. Chargers have just been so up and down all year. Can't really seem to get anything going. 
uh, like you said, they were starting to get Eckler going. The Lions, they were, aside from that Baltimore game, they were getting a few things going offensively. Uh, I think that they'll get it back going after this bye week. Like you said, if they get Montgomery back, they'll have him, Gibbs. Maybe they'll start finding Jamison Williamson along with – or Jamison Williams along with Amon Ross St. Brown. There's a lot of weapons on that side. Give me the lines, and I think that they will cover this matchup, cover this spread. The, ne- the next matchup be one of the prime time <laughs> The New York Giants travel to Texas to face the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys – are a 17-point favorite <laughs> over the Giants. Tommy DeVito's getting the start for those Giants with Daniel Jones out for the season. Cage, what do you think about this matchup? I think it's crazy. Last week when we picked the Giants game, we didn't realize that there was going to be any injury to Daniel Jones. We thought he was going <laughs> to play. And then, was it, Sunday morning or whatever, it comes out with a report, Daniel Jones out with a knee injury. Oh, okay. Well, how serious can it be? Shouldn't be that bad. And then the next day, uh, about 11 o'clock Eastern, I get a notification on Bleacher Report that says, in all capital letters, Daniel Jones out for season. And right then and there, I knew that was the end of the Giants' uh, season. They got mm-hmm. Tom. They got Tommy DeVito at starter. Um, they have Tyrod Taylor, but he's hurt. Don't even know if he's gonna uh, come back this season. They went out and signed Matt Barkley um, from, I don't even know where he was. He might have been on someone's practice squad. He might have been on the Giants practice squad. Last I knew he was a Bill. How he made his way to the Giants, I have no idea. It's just bad. They have bad quarterback play all around. They don't have a good option. The Cowboys are coming off a close loss to Philly in a game where it seemed like Dak Prescott and C.D. Lamb had the perfect connection. And even if they aren't as good this week, I don't see Tommy DeVito being able to lead this team to a win. You give me Dallas and 17-point favorites, I'm going to take that spread. Whew, man. 17-point uh, <laughs> spread, that's a lot. I'm going to go with you here with Dallas winning this game. The Giants, like you said, they signed Matt Barkley this past week. They may have just put Saquon Barkley back there to quarterback. It's not going to make much of a difference. Um, I think that the Cowboys are going to win this game. They're coming off of a close game against the Eagles. The Giants are limping in. This is not a situation like Minnesota. Minnesota's got a decent quarterback situation for backup plan. The Giants definitely do not. Uh, Tommy DeVito starting. It didn't matter if Danny DeVito was starting. It might be a better option there. Or, or, Matt, or Saquon Barkley instead of Matt Barkley. It don't matter. Cowboys are going to win. Cowboys are going to roll. This is going to get ugly, and this is going to get ugly quick. I think the Cowboys also cover this spread. The next 425 matchup, the Washington Commanders travel up northwest to face the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle's a six-and-a-half-point favorite coming off of that beatdown that they took last week in Baltimore. Gage, what do you think about this matchup? Yeah, you just talked about the the beatdown that Baltimore handed Seattle last week. Just like when they handed a beatdown to Detroit. But what did Detroit do? They came back the next week and looked phenomenal. The Commanders, I mean, they had a decent battle in a win over New England, who hasn't done any of much this year. 
Um, the key for this game for Seattle is going to be the run game. If Seattle gets the run game going with Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet, unlike last week, then I think they're able to control this one. If the game gets out of, uh, out of hand quickly in favor of the Commanders, might be a different story at that point because it'll cause Seattle to become one-dimensional. But I think the run game for Seattle does get going. I think Kenneth Walker gets back in the full swing. Maybe he tops 100 yards. And I think they lead to a Seattle victory. Give me the Seahawks, and I'm going to take the spread on this. Washington last week had a win, close win against New England. Seattle had a huge beatdown of a loss, as we've already spoke. Like you said, Detroit, after they got beat down to Baltimore a few weeks ago, they came back the next week and they won. I think the same thing's going to happen in this matchup, too. I think Seattle's the better team. They're at home. Commanders are going up there to play them. Seattle's a lot better team than the Patriots are. This will be a whole different matchup. Commanders struggled to beat the Patriots last week. Seattle's going to come up, come out fired up, ready to go. They're going to put down the Commanders, and they're covering that spread. I think it's going to be a 7-14 to 14 point ball game in this one. Give me Seattle. Now, we get to the big matchups. No. Speaking of teams that seem like they play every primetime game the last few weeks, it's like a rotation between these teams and the Chargers, it seems like, and the Bills. The New York Jets <laughs> travel to Las Vegas to face the Vegas Raiders. Vegas, uh, the Jets are actually a one-point favorite in Vegas. The, Jet, uh, the Raiders, after coming off of the impressive win last week over those Giants, with new head coach Antonio Pierce. Gage, what do you think about this matchup? Why is this the worst week in primetime history between <laughs> Chicago and Carolina, the Jets and the Raiders, and then the Monday night game that we're going to talk about in a little? This, I don't even know what to say. Usually I look forward to the Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night games, but this week it's like, mm-hmm. oh, yay, football, woo. These teams <laughs> are awful. But... Hayden O'Connell, you don't know which version of him you're going to get just because he's a rookie. He might struggle mm-hmm. against uh, this defense this week. And I, I don't know, Brees Hall, he didn't really have a good game last week, but he might be able to take over this offense even if Zach Wilson is doing, I, I don't know what, trying to learn how to play football, I guess. Um. I think that the defense for the Jets with their superstars, Quinn and Williams, Sus Gardner, Quincy Williams, I think they're able to take over this game. I think they're going to force O'Connell into making some bad throws, get uh, some pressure to him with some sacks. I'm going to take the Jets on this one. I don't know why, but I'm going to. I just hope this game ends in a tie. I don't think it will. So give me the Jets. Give me the points. Thinking like a 3-3 tie or a 7-7 tie maybe? Maybe a 2-2 tie. Yeah, two to two tie. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> I, I'm I'm going to agree with you here. I'm going to go with the Jets for some reason. Uh, the offenses for both teams. I mean, the, the Raiders, like I said, they put up points last week, but they're playing the Giants team that just that was not very good at all. Hasn't been very good. The Jets. I don't know what you call whatever they did last week, but the Jets defense is good. I think that they could be elite. Aside from a couple of games this year, they finally got things going. It's the same story with the Jets as last year. Great defense, below-average offense, but the Raiders are a below-average team. 
And like you said, a rookie quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, you never know what you're getting week from week. He still hasn't found Devontae Adams very much, as much as he could. Give me the Jets in this one in a very ugly, ugly Sunday night game. Now, we go to Monday night. And things things really don't get much better, I don't think, in this one. The Denver Broncos coming off of a win last week. Travel to Orchard Park, New York, Buffalo, to face the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are seven-point favorite coming off of their loss last Sunday night. Gage, what do you think about the, the ending of this week's matchups between these two teams? I mean – at least you got Buffalo here, I guess. Uh, I, I don't really know what else to say about it. I mean, yeah, the the Bills, they've had very difficult times in offense um, the past few weeks especially. But I think that Denver has been a lot worse. If the Broncos end up winning this week, I think that Bills Mafia might start calling for some changes once someone fired. And they might start rioting because Denver is just flat out bad. Yeah, the Bills, they've had their moments of badness this year, but I don't think it'll come down to the level of losing to the Broncos. Give me Buffalo, but I'm not going to take the points. Yeah, the the Broncos, they were off last week, but the week before they come out with a, a win. But <laughs> this week they, they're playing the Bills. The Bills are coming off at a loss. Uh, the Bills you know, played a really good Cincinnati team last week. Made it close at the end there. But like you said, they've struggled all year long. Uh, they didn't have this many losses all of last season. I'm going to take the Bills in this one. I think that they're going to cover this spread. They'll get back on track for the time being. They have a very tough schedule coming up. If they drop this matchup, like you said, I think that uh, the Bills Mafia will be looking for McDermott's head. Uh, give me the Bills in this one and give me them to cover. Uh, they're going to come up uh, firing again. and. The Broncos just don't have any match form uh, in Buffalo on Monday night. Uh, the bye week teams this week will be the Kansas City Chiefs, the L.A. Rams, Miami Dolphins, and the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, if you do any kind of betting on teams, uh, you know that three of those four teams have a lot of players that would win you some money. Also fantasy players as well. Uh, so a big, big bye week this week with three of those four teams uh, being on buys. Yeah, with those buy teams, um, like you said about fantasy, I'm playing at two leagues, and both of them I have A.J. Brown and Travis Kelsey. I'm just out of luck at the tight end and wide receiver position. And then uh, running back-wise, for the Rams, Kyron Williams, who's on IR, but I have his backup, one of them at least, Henderson Jr. And then I also have Raheem Mostert. So I'm just looking to take uh, L's at both leagues this week, and I am not looking forward to it. So I, I kind of looked out on mine. I had Kirk Cousins uh, as my quarterback a couple weeks ago. And, of course, you know he's on the IR, so I went to free agency, and I picked up C.J. Stroud, and I started him in his first game last week. Oh. Worked, out pre- worked out pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I had uh, Kirk Cousins, too, and one of my leagues is a two-quarterback league, so it was him and Jordan Love as my quarterbacks. And now it has mm. transitioned to Jordan Love and Joshua Dobbs. Um, mm. So I, I don't know how it's going to go, but hopefully <laughs> hopefully it doesn't do uh, too bad. 
Hopefully you got a good run game then. <laughs> uh, King Henry and hmm, I can't think of the other one off the top of my head. Must not be that good. Oh, man. Well, uh, here we are again. This is week 10. We'll be back next week for week 11 of the Pickums. Man, you got anything else you want to add? Uh, yeah, just real quick. We were talking about how bad these primetime games are this week, but you look to the beginning of next week, your Bengals against the Ravens, AFC North matchup, gonna be a heck of a game. AFC North currently, um, all four teams would make the playoffs if the season ended right now. I think that game between Cincinnati and Baltimore is going to be a very good game, and I'm actually pulling for your Bengals. I hope they come out with a win. Yeah, and, and, you know, all AFC North teams will be facing each other next week as your Steelers will, will travel to Cleveland to face the Browns. Mm-hmm. Big week in the North next week, and it gets kicked off, like you said, with the Bengals and the Ravens. So we got a lot to look forward to for next week, but we'll struggle along through these primetime games this week. Uh, what game are you looking forward to this week? Uh, if we, you know, we forgot to mention that there, what, what game you're most looking forward to? So, obviously not counting the Steeler game, um, I would have to say San Francisco and Jacksonville. I think it's going to be interesting to see if the 49ers can bounce back from the struggles they had. I think it's going to be interesting on Jacksonville's side to see if they can kind of keep their offense going, see if uh, Trevor Lawrence can throw for a couple, and if ETN can stay active on the ground. Mine I'm looking most forward to is the Browns and Ravens in that AFC North matchup. I know that I picked the Ravens to win, but if Cleveland come out and they won that, I wouldn't be so mad. Uh, that way, that you know, if the Bengals win, they're just one game behind with playing them on Thursday night. And I know you'd feel the same way if your Steelers won and was just a game behind them as well going into next week's matchup with a chance to be tied for first place. Uh, yeah. that's, a, that's a key matchup there that I'm looking forward to this Sunday. Yeah, like I said, with all AFC North teams in it right now, it's going to come down, even apparently somehow with the Steelers, it's going to come down to probably the last two weeks of the season on who wins the division and who makes the playoffs. Yeah, man, uh, we went 10 weeks so far, and we haven't had to pick against each other's teams yet, but it's coming. We've got two matchups coming up before this season ends, man. We're looking yeah. forward to it. It feels very weird considering last year our teams faced each other in the very first week of the season to now yep. week week 10 and haven't seen each other once. Hasn't popped up yet, but it's coming. <laughs> All right, man. Well, appreciate you hopping on again this week. Hopefully we'll keep that streak above 500 again this week, and we'll see what we can do. All righty. I will talk to you later. All right, man. We'll see you later, man. See ya. Yay!